You ready, Josh? Are you still reading Clive tweets? I'm still reading Clive tweets. Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Arona. This week, we talk to Jacob Poscaliro, laugh at the squadron, and discuss our away trip to Hunter Stadium. I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. How are you guys? Hello. Evening. Hello, everybody. You recovered from Good Sunday? evening. No. No. I'm going to apologise in advance to my voice, because I still don't have one. Oh, kind of, which is an issue when you have to your do a bloody podcast. Prin- you bloody princess. I know. Oh, My not. thoughts exactly. I got a st- I still I got just, a sore back from jumping around and maybe the bus seats, but it was worth it. I know it's hard for you to stand. How did you get your Zimmer frame up the stairs? <laughs> I just asked the bus driver to look after that for me. Oh, okay. Good thing there's a ramp on the way out, so you didn't have to go back down. Exactly. Plus, they lower the front of the bus near the door so that I don't have to step <laughs> down very far. Well, my legs were sore from the bay, and I did leg day today, and now my legs are killing me. So... <laughs> That's what you get when you support the Mariners. You get a good workout when you do an away day. So there's another... Oh, it's better than Zumba, especially when we do the arms and shoulders. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. My calves are hurting. You ready? Walkout song. I like how Morrow always looks over to my iPad to see uh, what the song is. I always know what the old songs are. I don't know who the artist is, though. I'm going to throw this one over to Josh and Luke. Enjoying it. I'm gonna say, is it about ready? Kung Fu no. fighting that Scott Devil. It's our goal celebration, no. surely. Yes. Well, that as well. Well done, Josh. So, you want to talk about it? Well, pain. Sorry, I'm just enjoying the song. Could like, did like a ah, spun around and hit, smash Fabio yeah, right, Fabio. In the, right yeah. in the face. It was a really good spinning back fist and. If we don't re-sign him at the end of next season, he should go straight to the UFC. So pain. should he got a um, retrospective red card yeah, for hitting him in Definitely. the face? Pain Sup- delivering pain. We love it. It's I'm great. surprised the MRP didn't even look at it. I know. Because it's us. Absolutely disgusting. Assaulting our own player. Well, you can also talk about the ready incident if you wish to. Yeah, well, ready decided to... It looked like he tried to sneak in a few sneaky punches on Scott Neville. Your mate, ready? <laughs> Definitely nobody's mate. It was hard to say. Was he? It just maybe a couple. Rebecca's mates. <laughs> <laughs> that tweet. That uh, that post has been removed. It has. Yeah. Oh, bloody numpty state. <laughs> I would say. I would uh, say it was already. Though. Rebecca, I I did enjoy that post. I didn't see anything wrong with it. But um, yeah, probably a little bit on the on the too Josh? far side. But PC. PC. I do like Josh. it. Yeah. I'm not an SJW, so it's all good. He makes you feel that way sometimes. It was all his fault. Nobody else was doing anything. Even Sandalab was less of a thug in that little ants incident. He was trying to hose it off. He's a grub. True. It just must have been something from training that just spilled over from oh, when, speaking when of Reddy fighting, was at Wanderers. Soccer fives last night. <laughs> Match ended in a fight. Game called off. Do I still get to claim my four goals that I was on? Ooh. No. Was there a result in the game? No. Ooh, no. I think not. <sighs> That sucks. Well, you know, settle, da- settle down a bit. No, it wasn't me. Oh, okay. I, oh, I did instigate it, but I didn't start the fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually my fighting too. I won my last fight by fifty meters. Yeah. Oh, we've got an update. <laughs> I've got an update right here. I've got an update. 
Clive Palmer has just posted a new tweet. Yeah, well, okay. Well, we're going to get to this a bit later. Are we going to get to this? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bloody banger of a tweet as well. So, Josh <laughs> has been browsing uh, Clive Palmer's tweets, and he's going to do a little jazz po- uh, poetic session a bit it's, later. It's, it's, an ama- it's amazing poetry from Clive. You must have a lot of free time now. So oh, we'll get to it later. Anyway. It's all about food as well, so I can get all, <laughs> get all, I can get all around that. Fred's question. With all the talk about active support in recent days... Where do we sit with FFA potentially removing points um, if the supporters do something silly from a club or would a fine be enough? No, you need to take points at some stage. Depends on the incident. Yeah. I think it depends on the club. Cause is, is this, are we still talking about the RBB here? or? Well, I can't see the FFA taking points off... West Sydney. I just can't see it happen. Like, they've given them how many suspended warnings, uh, suspended points deductions, and they're not doing it. Mm. Well, it, it, it has gotten to the point where now they just look stupid for continually It's all doing bark it. and no bite. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. The only way... All talk. The only way that you can prove uh, that uh, certain elements care about the game is to strip points and then when they stop. Because then that's when they show that they really do prove. If they just keep on... If they strip them of three points and then they keep on doing it, then it shows that they don't care about the game at all. They're just there for their own egos. Other than points, what can they do, though? Um, The fine idea, well, yeah, it's okay, but it doesn't come out of their pocket, does it? Well, from what we know, the RBB could pay that, uh, was it 20 grand? Yeah. They could pay that and have plenty of money left. And they are in the habit of That's how much money they've got. They could easily, you know, just do up a GoFundMe and they'd all sort it out probably. So eventually points have to happen. And, you know, when when we've got the Socceroos coach talking life bans for people, then you have to wonder whether or not we haven't reached the destination that means we sh- that points should be lost. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I read that the last suspended sentence expired uh, the week before the derby. Which is perfect timing, isn't That's it? Convenient, <laughs> isn't it? Convenient. <laughs> get, get your tin foil hats out. So very convenient. <laughs> We're gonna try and get someone from the FFA on this show. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah gonna try for gallop. I can't see that up. <laughs> see what we can do. But Greg Grok, <laughs> get back no, to NRL, you fraud. You know who we should get? <laughs> we should get the fixtures person or people. They'd never come on. You mean uh, Fox Sports? Well, that as well. <laughs> we, we could do that. But whoever Patrick Delaney, them, Murray Shaw, one of those oh guys. The, f- <laughs> the fixture list is always a shambles. It's a always. shambles. And mm. Paolo had a really good point before the derby about uh, giving at least one of our games against the Jets every season. Give it the good time slot on a Saturday at night. It'd be perfect. A Saturday night derby would be awesome. Well, yeah. we've shown that we can get our fans to turn up on a Sunday afternoon when the consumption of alcohol hurts us immensely the following morning. Yeah, <laughs> but did. nevertheless, we still turn Speak up in yourself. our droves. We, we, I reckon we probably, certainly we equaled, possibly beat the last attempt. And we were close to a 1,000 actual members scanning their cards last time. So we must have been close to that again. Add to that a few hundred, you know, casuals who um, grab a ticket on the way or whatever. You know, we had, mm. we had good representation up there, and uh, if uh, what else are the fans got to do to convince the FFA that we deserve at least one opportunity to showcase ourselves and uh, have a good time doing it? Yeah, you know, I think um, if there's no Sydney derby, if there's no Melbourne derby, if there's no big let's, games, let's go Melbourne v Adelaide, no Sydney v Melbourne. If there's none of them on a Saturday night, 
there's no reason why we can't have that slot to try and grow our derby. Because I think we're not stupid enough to think that, uh, that it's still the biggest one, but it's the oldest one and it's the original one, no matter what Fox Sports try and spin. Um, and I think we deserve that, at least to prove that we can get a good crowd. Because what was the crowd, 9,000-something on the weekend? 9-4. That's still mm. shit. It was. It's been shit up there. It's been shit when we've had it at Central Coast Stadium. So we need 5 o'clock on a Sunday, 5 o'clock on a Saturday when it's hot. It's not going to happen. On those two occasions, though, this year, we can't blame Mariners fans for the crowds up there. Top shelf effort from Mariners fans. Mm. Both times. Yeah. We outsung them. We outsung them. We outattended them. Absolutely and completely. Oh, we were good. Even their own fans were agreeing <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah, dare. That was good reading. Did you, did you see that comment? It was like, how dare the gypsy scum outsing us at our own stadium. <laughs> I, I did and not I hear him at all. loving it. The whole no. game. I did not hear him. I saw... There were three members in the squadron, which I think is all they've got left, and they all had a big flag. They're all waving yes. flags and not doing anything besides waving waving flags. And then, what the what was the other the group? twelve the twelve NCL. casuals NCL yeah. yeah. Well, so the squadron's basically dead. I think say four people started the squadron, two people that started it have split and started their own group that's been around for a few years, but now it's grown heaps. And changed name. Yeah, changed name to NCL. One of the other little groups has merged in with that group. Laurie's been helping them to get them back to Bay 1 and get them out of the corner uh, where the fence collapsed earlier in the season and the squadron is basically dead. And then they were still talking shit. Really? On Twitter and on Facebook. and You had four people in the Bay. They had nothing. Even on television. We own them. Mm, like we don't get the chance to brag about making more noise than anyone, so we're going to take this chance, <laughs> and I'm damn well going to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. They had nothing, and it was hilarious. Just need to replicate that at home. Yes, True. that's, 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 that's the be next lovely. thing. Yeah. Right on to other stuff now. Um, something a bit more somber. Sharon Baxter, who's with the club, um, she is the football business and match day operations lady. Uh, she's been here since day one, I think, as far as I can remember. M- practically mother of the Mariners club. Um, she was in a car accident this morning, so Tuesday morning, and she's broken her sternum and ribs. Um, so we wish her all the best and a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, so um, get well soon, Sharon. Love your work, Mariner Mummy. Hopefully, she's all good soon. Like, and her husband was in the car as well. Apparently, he wasn't um, as badly injured, but she was in a pretty bad way this morning. But word is that uh, she'll recover. So. Good news. Wish her all the best. Yep, wish her the best. Heart and soul of the club, really. Yeah, a tremendous lady. Right, um, following on from the derby, um, I just have to give this guy a shout-out. Scott Duffy uh, did a brilliant take of Garby interviewing Hoffman. I'll probably put I'll put the audio on after the credits. Um, it's not the same without a video, but um, check out the video. It's absolutely hilarious. Where was that posted on... On uh, Mariners member. Mariners members. Yeah, it yeah. was good. You got to see it. So it's it not out. open to everyone, but I'll I'll play the audio. Check it out. Anyway, and he even does a good impersonation of um, Garby too. <laughs> <laughs> right, a bogan Garby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close enough. Uh, FFA have come to the conclusion that expanding their league by two teams would result in net losses over the next six years. So is that losses for them or more losses for club owners? 
owners. <laughs> I swear that the FFA think they're the only ones putting money into this. And they're only the only ones with any infinite wisdom on how to, uh, you know, make money in the competition. And how's their track record going with uh, clubs making money under their regime? Rubbish. <coughs> there is there is some. They've said some just weird things in the in the statement, basically that they put out this afternoon. It was one of the things that sticks out is as the FFA is a not-for-profit organisation that redistributes all of its income into the clubs and other parts of the game, such losses are not sustainable. That, that's, that's our money. That, that's a weird line. Absolutely. Two teams. Okay, so we're saying two teams. Oh, I hate this business about um, what we can't do. What can we do? Can we have four teams and we'll mo- we might make money or lose less? Uh, any information on that? Or are they just going to tell us what we can't possibly do? Feels like my dad telling me what to do. Don't yeah. like it. I understand Don't all do these. That. I understand all these guys have to be paid, but I'd love to see what part of David's um, weekly pay is not for profit. Hmm. I wonder what the I can't remember the the acronym now, but the clubs conglomeration, the Australian Football Clubs Association, is it AFCA? Um, I wonder what they think about uh, whether or not expanding the competition and uh, how many teams could actually make us some money as opposed to lose some. Coming on from um, financial stuff, how much was your all-age registration this year, Mo? 320. 300. Josh, you're not playing, eh? Or No, I'm too fat to play. <laughs> too unfit. <laughs> well, I should be too old. Okay. Mo Reggio, well, I haven't... I'm going to I might, and play, next, I might like play next year, but then the the rego fees really turned me off because of how expensive it is. Yeah, so I I registered on Thursday, but I'm yet to pay because I couldn't afford it straight up. Mm. So I'm going to sign for I'll just say a rimba, three hundred twenty-two dollars and fifty cents. So I'm okay. So the, to break it down, all age registration is one hundred twenty-eight dollars and seventy-seven cents. So I imagine that would go to the club. Uh, FNSW, so Football New South Wales, 2017 Amateur Adult, $78.73 going to Football New South Wales. Then uh, Central Coast Football All Age registration is $90. And then um, FFA fees are $25 on top of that. Hmm. This is the issue with the game in this country is that it's bottom up. Yeah, well, see, the thing with Rugby League is they've got all the pokies and the clubs backing mm. up the football side of things. Yeah. And then the money trickles down. Yeah. But in the round ball code, um, your money that you pay for your local football it goes up to their fate. Yeah, and this this is the whole thing. And I think that's what makes a few of those lines in the statement that they put out this afternoon even more hilarious. Try and... you. You walk into an MPL club and say, how much money did you get from the FFA this year? I bet they say barely anything. Why are local football regos that expensive if they, redid- if they redistribute all of their income down, which they don't? I'd love to know how much of that... I know was it football news. Suppose used to do the insurance, didn't they? I'm sure that that was what Isn't covered Isn't it the, the same with jerseys as well? Do, is, is that FFA they get the jersey money, the... It's like the clubs get like $5 of a $120 jersey sold. Yep, and this is the whole issue with the ownership model, which they will hopefully sort out, fingers crossed. I don't, I'm not, I, to be honest, I'm okay 
I'm a bit older than you guys and um, maybe that means something. My kids have left home. But uh, I'm more concerned about young people paying for big fees. My fees of 320 bucks. you know what? If I have to pay a few bucks to pay f- to uh, help support younger players and help support football in general, then I, you know, probably that's not such a bad thing. But we've got young okay, people, talented young people. Okay, well, let's say your wife played and you have three kids that played. That you were still, they were still dependent on you. Yeah, no, I don't disagree that that the overall scheme is wrong. But the, you know, compared to our say three hundred dollars or three hundred odd dollars, then there'd be kids out there who are paying, you know, many thousands of dollars to play in the bigger clubs, and even some of the smaller clubs who are at the higher levels are paying a lot of money in their fees. And it's that, it's those talented youth that we're trying to make our next A League players or our next Socceroos who are paying through the nose, or their parents are paying through the nose. Um, in order to you know, give them an opportunity. But overall, fees are too high and you're right, the, the money needs to come from the top. And if you if you carve it up into too many pieces, then there's not enough, is there? Mm. Well, I know people personally that have put their kids in rugby union because it's only like 100 bucks to play for the whole season just because it's way too expensive if you've got... Like you know, for some people, even if even if you got one kid, it's still way too expensive. But if you have multiple, that's even worse. It is. And speaking of people that um, earn way too much, uh, Football New South Wales put out a job advertisement for uh, a new chief executive officer. Saw this. Does this, you want to have a guess to how much they earn per year? It's a couple hundred thousand, isn't it? Two fifty. Two seventy five. Yeah. $275,000 a year. If that's what the Football New South Wales CEO is on, imagine what someone like a David Gallup or a Lowy is on. And I don't, yeah, I, I, that one's a tough one, you know, because we want quality administrators as well, but there's a balance Yeah, that's there. the whole argument with the politicians. You know, you, you, if you spend peanuts, you're going to get monkeys running the country. Well, we, st- we, got, we spend a lot of money and we still get monkeys running the country. I was going to say. <laughs> but um, that's, that's the whole idea about it is you pay... The decent money to get someone decent running it, but it's just it's well. If happening. it works out that way, then fine. But um, it, I guess ex- an example might be that uh, I want more of an explanation of what the options are about uh, how we are going to lose money if we add two teams. And isn't it the job of those key administrators at the top of to the work pile it out. to work out yep. what does work and tell us what can work? And and I just don't think they're doing I want it. Want graphs, at the moment. people? I want graphs. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to act like I could do the job, but I want the people who are doing it to be competent. And I and I did feel that, or I do feel that it's nearly time for there to be more football people involved. And I don't regard the top dog in that respect. Well, I was just I was just looking at the you know what's required for the role, and I think I've seen the word football once in about fifteen or sixteen bullet points. Right, I just did a quick bit of sum. So I did $25 times uh, 17. That's the amount of players in our team. I did times five because that's uh, roughly about, about how many all-age teams each club have. And I just did 20 clubs. That's $42,500 just from some Central local coast. teams. Yeah, mm. And just all-age. Not, yep. not women, not, not juniors, teams, not, not over juniors, 35s, no. not over 45s. None of the above. Yep. There's a lot of issues in the game. And I'm pretty sure there's more than 20 clubs on the coast too. 
It's yeah. one of the few things that some of the other codes are doing better than we are at. Mm. And uh, it's reflected in the grants as well. We know that the NRL's grant is well into the 135, uh, 140%, I think it might even be, of the cap being funded by the uh, the administrators or the administration. And, uh, you know, we're not close to that yet. Um, so we've got a lot of work to do. So, and But the, the weird thing is, is that the participation rates are still the highest in the country for football. So imagine if we could somehow balance how expensive it is. Well, that's the thing, though. Football should be inclusive. It shouldn't be that much. Exactly. If you're turning kids away to other sports because of the price, then that's not good business, is it? And still we're the sleeping giants. Yeah. Mm. Like, imagine if Rego was 100 bucks each, maybe even less. Would there be even more people playing it? Probably. I'd be happy to pay for an adult Rego. I'm more than happy to pay 200 bucks. Yeah, when it gets it. when it gets up but to three twenty, more than but like more than two hundred, nah. And also, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but it, that's not including ref fees. Yeah, that, exactly right. Because you're paying what so ten bucks each for ref fees or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. And there are other sports that have expensive fees, but some of those other sports, for instance, have um, they got to pay for things like artificial surfaces and. and does uh, your rego money does that count for um, kits as well, no. or do you have to? Still buy your own kits. Yeah, you go buy. Well, it depends which club you go to. Some they give you a free pair of socks or a free pair of shorts. Others you have to buy, you know, socks and shorts. Because they so that's then again that's more cost to buy yeah. shorts You're and socks. You're looking at say twenty bucks for a pair of socks and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Similar yep. for shorts. Yeah. Where it's a big issue as well is with MPL clubs where you've got parents paying a couple of grand uh, yeah. every season for like a twelve-year-old to play three nights a week and then go and play on the weekend because and then that money basically pays for basically pays for the senior team where you know the MPL season kicks off this weekend and we're playing Marconi and I guarantee you half of their junior squad probably pays for that old squad which yep. has a number of A-league players in it who are easily on 1000 2000 bucks a week and that's not right. And, and this is what I was touching on before. Yeah. It's our junior elite. These are yeah. the kids that are going to be the next A-League players, yeah. the next overseas, famous Australian soccerers, etc. And we're mm. flogging their parents into the ground. In fact, we, there must be many parents out there who simply cannot afford to have their kid, who is a potential elite footballer, involved in football. It's Cost funny how much. that's happened, isn't it? Because football's roots is a lower class game. But with expenses, it's turning away the lower class because they can't afford it. Yeah. And it's turning into, you know, it's the same thing with, well, going to another another sport, rugby union. Rugby union has that private school upper class stigma because of just how, how much it costs to play. And football should be, like I said before, inclusive. And you shouldn't have to pay that much money to play. And this is where it goes back to the salary that you were just talking about and the potential of very high salaries of the FFA executives that if we're going to pay people that kind of money, figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. Figure out how to work it. It's and almost like politics, isn't it? It's the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. With you know, I don't really like discussing politics, but I guess it was a big issue last week with the penalty rates being cut. So I don't know if that relates to football, but I thought I'd still bring it up because it sort of relates, doesn't it? Oh, I'm presuming like the, David, the way the way bow. yeah it is. <laughs> oh, I'm presuming that David Gallup, when he goes to a Sunday match, is now only getting time and a half. Right? <laughs> well, see, lots of people bag NPL clubs for ha- for having that structure of using youth money to pay for people that work for the club and that. But that all it all ties back 
it all stems back up to the FFA because they yeah. put these requirements on MPL clubs to have a technical director of a certain ilk, to have you know football operations managed, to have all these guys that and women that are on a lot of money, and they're making MP they're making MPL clubs do this, and that's why they're having to charge so much so they can basically be alive, and that's where the money's not going top down. So. Mm. Long story short, FFA full of shit. Big issue. Right. Sorry if that was a bit long. That was a good rant. I, I think th- we'll try and get. I feel um, good now. We'll get someone from Centre Coast Football on and uh, talk to them. Maybe even Football News for Files. See how we go. Right. Um, I'm going to do this outside of the match report. In we're talking about uh, the Bay on the weekend. A lot of fun. Now there was um, a gentleman that grabbed a flag. And just held it upright. Now, that's not what usually the flag... I'm going to say the flag etiquette is. Um, With the flags, the people who wave them are told to wave them during a fast part of a chant and not when the ball is down our end of the field. Um, The flags, I think, add atmosphere. Um, We we just can't be loud. We also need to be... um, have a visual impact as well. Not just... For our sake, but you know, the players would look over and see that, and their fans, the away f- or the the home fans in this case, would look over and see that and think that we're better, and they have thought that. So that's why the flags go. Um, now, the guy that grabbed it didn't know this flag etiquette and just held it up. Um, I can understand that people got annoyed with that because that's not the thing that's meant to happen. Um, and there was a bit of a misunderstanding of um, you know what was said and who said what, so it led to a little bit of a scuffle. Uh, it's all been, it's, you know, I hope that we can all move on from this and, you know, not let it spoil a good day because it was a great day despite the, you know, the one-all draw. But um, it's it's fun in the bay. Don't let that spoil it. And the stuff that was written about um, Mariner's office staff not doing their job properly, well, that's because they weren't actually working that day. They were up there as fans. Uh, they are fans of our club. They've been there since day one as supporters. So they were up there just like us. Um, so, you know, just, they're not there to police everyone. Like, I get we all wanted to, like, try and go with one of the squadron kids. We don't have to fight each other, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> how about, no, how about those, those kids at, like, half time that were, like, standing over on uh, the right, on the... Videoing us. Like, videoing us. Somewhat. They were doing it in portrait, not landscape. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. horrible. It's, it's horrible. Um, that's the man. That's a horrible filming etiquette. That's a life ban. I reckon it was like secretly filming a, a decent effort in active, so they could take it. Back I, and <laughs> I blew. I blew. It was a, during half time. I though. blew a lot of them. Well, kisses. It was probably still better than what they were doing. I blew them like twenty kisses. So I, I hope they got that on film. Okay. Um, if you also, if anyone had a problem with security, write into the club and have <laughs> a go about that ponytail man bun. Fuck man bun. <laughs> Man um, bun sit, and down, sit down He's like pulling on your shirt You're the, like mate The guy with the football boots And the shin yeah. pads He's 1990 on, Ready to go sc- Scrubby fucking umbros Do you know what I reckon he's had dreams of um, You know the coach coming over Going oh we need a footballer We need a footballer And then he's like Ready to go coach I was going to say He probably just wanted to Slide tackle one of the fans If they ran the field he was he was a jerk right from the start and um, yeah. Dan, where was that guy from last time? The guy that was t- tapping his feet and getting into the chance. We want him back. Well, apparently it was his first day as well. He wore the wrong gear to start with. But um, well, Dan, he thought Dan, he was playing. He thought he was playing because he had boots on. Yeah. It, no, honestly, he's a complete numpty. 
Well, but this is this is my whole thing. It was what was happening wasn't an issue for sixty five minutes, and then all of a sudden it became a big issue. That's what I said to him. Yeah. So, so what happened yeah. the other 65 minutes? Like, but yeah. No, but he was yelling at us. He, he told one of the guys <clears> that he, he said to him, he pointed to me and said, if that guy doesn't get off the chair, I'm going to effing um, smash him, mm. which is not what a security guard should be doing. I know they do do that. But yeah. Big shout out to Dan Dan, the membership man, who the, everyone loves the already. The beautiful man. But he um, sorted everything out and he's a legend. So. And we had the last laugh as we watched him move to the other side because he was being a dork. He got moved. And they brought over another guy who sat there, smiled at us, waved, had Did a good time. Did not give a shit. Probably should have joined us. I blew kisses to the guy that caught his eyes on me the whole time. <laughs> I love you, I said to him. <laughs> just gave me a blank death oh, stare. There's always one. There was an older fella there and you know, he yeah. came over to he the fence right. at one stage and he says, to, and I, I thought, here we go. And he, he looked at me and he said to me, mate, just take, just be careful there with that fence because we don't want you ending up on the pitch on top of the fence and yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. And I was I was hoping we would score so I could break it. Yep, I'm with but, you. But um, yeah, like that pony hooded guy, he grabbed me. So, yeah, know, that's they shouldn't a, be doing Fantastic that. security. You're going to have to get someone else to like... Get security from on him. And then when I yelled some choice words at him, he said, look, he's getting aggressive. <laughs> I thought, all right. So I stepped away from him so he couldn't reach me. Your oh, man button funny. makes me aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what, what you, you, just said, you just said a couple of F-offs and, you know, piss off and... I, see, I told him... Oh, he's getting aggressive. Me. I'd say... Yeah. I'd say that was well, after that's your he right. you. That's, yeah. Yeah. After he grabbed you. You, weren't, you didn't just do that off the cuff. That was after he grabbed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll yeah, go with that. We'll but I thought that. there was some good <laughs> technical. There was some good technical. You're rubbing play. your hands, mate. I'm rubbing my hands together. Um, there was some good technical play when you uh, stepped over <laughs> the first row onto the <laughs> seats in the second row where we couldn't reach you anymore. It was perfect. Beautiful timing. Loved it. And then he called the cops on me. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. and one of them was a Mariners fan, so she didn't care. Yes, and uh, I did not know that. I would have stood back on the seats. Yep. She speaking had a, of, speaking she of, she had a Mariners. Uh, Phone case on. Oh, oh well. You see, um, remember when we chanted "Cops are tops"? The, the yeah. bloke, the cop standing up in the bay, and he started clapping and getting into the chant. It was chant. a she. Oh, it was a girl. Yeah, that's oh, why okay. we started that saying. Um, I thought it was a bloke. No, because it was singing <laughs> "Boys in Blue, Boys in Blue," and then we said "And ladies too, and ladies too," and so she started dancing to that. <laughs> anyway, cops it was a fun tops. day out. I cops are tops. Uh, right on Sunday, uh, Tummy Tires is sponsoring again, which you know what that means. Shouldn't they have sponsored a home game against the Jets? So I like, no, the Hubcats be stolen. Our favourite halftime entertainment. Yep. Don't, don't, no. <laughs> Come on. Please don't happened, tell me. Do you remember what happened, what happened last time Tumby sponsored? No. We had... Um, I've got a short memory, you know. Was it... What was the word? Was it ice, We had Ice Addict Herbert on the, <laughs> oh. on the pitch. Mm. <laughs> really? Was that the last time? Yeah, yeah. That was um, Tumby's fault. Okay. He's not coming back, is he? No, I don't think he is. Oh Jesse, Jesse, he's God. not coming back, is he? I hope he is. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm off. I'm also, I, I don't want him there. But then again, if we do, what? it's going to be peak banter. What they are doing is a treasure hunt. Oh my God! Instead, I think. Um, jumping what, what, castle. What's, what's the treasure? Like a bloody syringe? Looking for Tim Cahill. <laughs> Josh, really, mate? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, they're just easy <laughs> jokes to make. They're right there for, to, for me to take. Um, Tim K.O. was better. The good thing about having games on Sunday is we get to go on the field afterwards. Mm. Which, I was, which is good. I was I so we can dig up Tim K.O. ourselves. Can we, yeah. <laughs> would, it, would it be wrong if we all tried to throw things at Caceres? <laughs> no. Uh. I was uh. worried that we might lose another barbecue after 
the Melbourne Victory game, but we didn't because they didn't let them on. What? The Victory fans. Remember last season or season before? Oh, barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, you just said barbecue. Yeah. I think, yeah. what happened yeah. to the grill? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The stabbed sauce bottle. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. Stabbed it with the flare tongs and then he got charged. So they didn't let him on this time. Assault. Uh, he, he assaulted the sauce bottle. Um, it's also something Morrow enjoys doing, which is um, in his off time, is dressing like a pirate. So it's dressed like a pirate day. So you can do that if you want. Check me out at the gate. I'll be a pirate. I'll probably be the only one there, but that's all right. I'm a pirate for one day. You love the feathers, don't you? Um, not really. There's no feathers in my costume. Right. Well, we haven't even got to um, previews yet, so let's do that, eh? Melbourne City at home against Sydney. Sydney winning that 3-1. Sydney too good. And uh, how many times have we said that this season? Too many for my liking. So, uh, Fitzgerald's got a cracker for City, but it was scant consolation. I thought Sydney were pretty much dominant the whole game and deserved, deserved the win. Now, we were talking about before how that is his one cracker for the year. That's like his one good half a season. Didn't he score a good goal earlier in the season? I'm sure he did. Probably, but we can just ignore that. That's yeah. fine. Maybe it's, yeah, a, it's, maybe it's, it's by calendar it's year. It's too long ago. Calendar, calendar year. year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who was City's worst, though? I'm not sure whether or not it was uh, Val Canis, former central defender who picked Manny Musket as a central defender. Probably I had more chance of doing a good job at that. And it was like, it was like last season with Wormsley picking. It was like last season with Wormsley picking Rose as a centre back. You wouldn't yes. have finished the warm up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Musket got slightly further than that, but uh, he's also much. slightly younger. Exactly. Yeah. And now we all know why Roy headbutted him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sydney took the lead. City hit back straight away, and then Musket just <laughs> goes full Musket. Just a brain fight, and then. This is the whole thing with Melbourne City. Once things started to not go their way, they just Snowballs. imploded. They just completely imploded. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be a problem that's going to be fixed, especially with Valcanis in charge making things harder. Because everyone's conspiring against them. You know that, don't you? Mm. We've been conspiring exactly. against them. And if you talk to Kilkenny, who I hope someone smacks in the mouth. The FFA darlings think that everyone's against them. How Maybe Valcanis is still an Adelaide fan. He's a plant. Well... Well, he's a plant by the FFA. Well, explain it because I don't know how he selected him in there. It just made no mm. sense. And uh, what's that young Tommy? Didn't, didn't they do Tommy like the worldwide the search bench? that we did and they found out that there was the assistant <laughs> all along? <laughs> Possibly. It sounds like a murder mystery. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it, was, it was the assistant coach all along. He was always the right man for the uh, job. But the then positives. he plays many freaking musket at centre back. You idiot. Get out of the club. Probably That's probably what the Sheik said. <laughs> <laughs> there were some positives, though, uh, not in City's performance, but uh, Sydney. Um, I don't like saying too much about it, but the free kick from uh, O'Neill, yep. that was top Class. shelf. Scored and like the uh, exact same goal in round one with that free kick. And, and even though City were a bit dodge in the soft defence, then uh, Ninkovic's pass. Ninkovic's and, uh, Ninkovic is brilliant. Bobbo's uh, finish. I have sledged Bobbo a bit this year, but he did all right. It was a good finish. It was a good finish. It was was one you had to finish, though. Is Ninkovic the best or not in the league? Because it gets thrown around. Every time Ninkovic does something good, every time Barbarousas does something good, every time... Barbarousas? Not Barbarousas, sorry. Rojas. All right, all right. I I will say Ninkovic, Rojas and Castro are top three, and then it's the rest. Uh, I think Castro has his off games, though. Yeah... So Ro, it would be, it'd be like Rojas, well, Ninkovic. Well, Rojas had an off game against Newcastle too. Then like one level, yeah. you've got Castro, and then like 30 million levels is like everyone else. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think you can separate them when they're having a good day, and they all have their off day like everyone else. But it's those three, and then 
50 tiers of everything and then the rest of the league. Yeah. Fauna Rollies in that yeah. upper bit Fla- as yeah. well. Yeah, Fauna Not so much yeah. this year, but yeah. yeah. But I, of, of what the I, three, I think that uh, Ninkovic has been the most consistent. Yeah. 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 What I thought was amusing was after um, Brendan O'Neill scored the f- free kick, he ran straight to Matt Nash on the bench because he must be using him as a dummy and trying Matt to Nash. score pass. <laughs> Possibly even He did You he just ran, said Matt Nash Redmayne, sorry not You're Nash. pulling names out of your <laughs> ass here What the fuck are you talking about? I'm just going to mute you while you go like a little re- He ran over to Ronald Reagan on the bench <laughs> Redmayne and he, he ran and over to Redmayne And he, he went, must be using him Dwayne as a dummy Dwayne Johnson showed up <laughs> <laughs> And he went over to uh, Jess uh, Van Stratton oh, beautiful. I got the head stuck Andrew in Redmayne I, yeah. it, it, I did say that It was pretty funny He ran yeah. straight over to Redmayne Gave him a big hug He was probably like Yeah how, get that up you mate That's why I, I let you score past me <laughs> In training all the time Right Anyway uh, first, How about Redmayne Sorry, first sorry to interrupt No I've got something to say Jimmy Shut the fuck Go on How about Redmayne though He's, he's gonna He's gonna get Two medals After switching from Western Sydney Do you reckon He's definitely got the best part of that deal Because he's gonna be sitting on the bench all season and he's might is p- probably a good chance to win the double. So he's going to do a Michael Turnbull, like when he left us and went to Brisbane that year that we won't talk about. Hmm. Stealing a living, yeah, Mike, right he's going to do a Michael Turnbull. They're going to win the double, and he's going to parade around with the championship like he's he did that. the whole thing. He's already like done that. Redman's already done that. Yep, in that place. Oh, and br- yeah, the one that never happened. Yeah, he came over to our bay and he's like giving it to us. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just before Dickhead. we uh, jump off that, uh, three people t- chip the draw in this one. Jimmy. Yeah, let's not talk about Josh, this. me, Luke, pick Sydney. In, this, in yes. the Melbourne City Sydney game. Just saying. Oh. That's it for tips this week. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> right. First game on Saturday. Brisbane at home against Wellington. Brisbane losing that one to Wellington. Oh, thanks, Brisbane. Cheers, cheers for the I know, they have one job. Dicks. Just quietly, we all pick them. <laughs> Nick's yeah, out. Nick's out. It's because on paper it looked like a, an easy win to Brisbane because Wellington had lost five one the week before. That uh, Krishna goal, that was ace. Yeah, that was. was like nearly twenty passes or more yeah. than twenty passes, yeah. and then straight in. That's something you don't see too often. Dodge defence, but good goal. Yeah. I on guess paper maybe it looked one way, but on television it looked like Brisbane were tired. Mm, I guess. Yeah. When yep. you when you look well, at you did mention that. I did, but I didn't uh, tip accordingly, <laughs> did I? <laughs> you should have listened to yourself, mate. <laughs> I guess. And, and a, you got to p- figure out ACL now with yeah, Brisbane, Adelaide, and and uh, bloody Western Sydney. ACL commitments, squad rotation, not helping Brisbane. We had the same problem. Yeah. Oh, I think all Australian clubs have the same problem. Yep. Right, uh, victory at home against Adelaide. Victory winning that two-one. We did well there, yeah. boys. Four tips for the victory. Oh, so I get two. Two. That you said I only got one point. Who else did you pick? Did not pick Sydney. We did draw. Nope. nope. Draw. Ah, oh, that sucks. You picked victory. <laughs> that was the sum total of your efforts for the week. Okay, but, short but story. We'll get to that. <laughs> Long story short, I only picked one this week. So. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both of victory's goals were absolute crackers. The Rojas free kick. Yeah. I, I so picked it. I knew that was going in. Mm. As, soon as, as soon as he placed that, I'm like, eh, I reckon that this might be going in. Great free kick. And then Barisha's outside of the boot into the bottom corner. Brilliant finish. Elrich's goal at the end was pretty much consolation because it was, it was like the 92nd minute when he scored and they didn't really have enough time to get an equaliser. Another decent finish. No, Josh, well. you're a betting man. Hey, can you put on first scorer after the game started? Yes, I think you can. But you have to ring. You have to ring for some places. Yeah, you've got to do first goal scorer before kickoff for online. If you're going online on the app, yeah. Okay, 
I was going to say, you could, so you could have just used your app to bet on ROAS when you set it up, but you can't yeah. do that. No. Okay. Quick call between him kicking although, the ball although the Rojas, <laughs> Although Rojas' first goal scorer would have still been a pretty decent odds. Yeah, you can do it on your app. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Well, this this whole thing with um, Fahid Bankar-Fala is pretty weird. Yeah, yeah so I was thinking that too. It looks like he's been frozen out and he's not going to play another game because it's going to trigger a contract extension. Mm. So oh, so that's what like it's him? about. Would mm. we well, like because him? Victory pulled a Swifty? They don't want him. They don't want him sign next season. Or I don't. It's yeah. It's sort of like that. But Victory pulled a Swifty, and when they signed him, they signed him and squeezed him under the cap. <coughs> Voice is going again um, because the last part of the deal was uh, he was going into some sort of a coaching role. That's how they squeezed him underneath the cap. But now it seems that something's happened. Yes, I do sound a bit like that. Thanks for that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. I would take him any day of the week. Yeah, I was thinking I've had that thought myself. Glad you brought when, it back when up When he's again. on, he's really on. Mm. Although he's prone to a dodgy game. Yeah, I think would maybe, want him maybe a, a change of environment might be better for him. Would we want him as a 10 or a winger? Winger. Mm. Oh, we've got a couple of good wingers. Yeah. That's where it throws a curveball. Yeah, but he's it does. It's almost the same situation as Fabio, isn't it? He's a winger, but he's been played played as ten. Mm. True. And then that throws up the other thing about an Adelaide player who's just become an Australian resident in Karuska, missing out on the ACL squad. Yeah, which he's not happy about um, being left out, and apparently he's put the feelers out as well for offers. So, so I see so if we can get Izzo in his ear. That's another one that I would have any day of the week, especially as a ten. Karuska, absolutely. Yep, definitely. If he can get back to his best. Yeah, off season, it's going to be interesting with player movement, and with all the all the cap talkers, and mm. hopefully all that sorted out. Right, moving on. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't awake for this. Perth at home against Wanderers. Perth getting up two nil. Yeah, I was nearly falling asleep. I was trying to watch it, but Wanderers I f- were gash. I fell again. asleep. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Like I know we're meant to be giving you. Not expert analysis, but you know a decent God. wrap up. I, I think oh, come on! They might They've not even care. They might not even care. It's just all product. about the Mariners. <laughs> okay, two 0 It was fucked. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Wanderers, Wanderers were rubbish. <laughs> Predictably, they went down. And uh, on the tipping of them, uh, what uh, moving on. So speaking of the Wanderers, Jimmy tipped a draw. Newcastle cool. Jets at the home rest of against uh, us. Well, as I mentioned in last week's pod, I'll be honest. With you, I was asleep for that one. I too, had too too late. Had to go out. On a few limbs to try and get some points that you guys weren't. So I'm going to tip different stuff to what you guys do, and it's probably going to hurt me. But you know, that's what I'm doing. Oh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. It's not going <laughs> <laughs> to pay off. Right, uh, Derby, one all. Uh, I think both teams have a right to be pissed off they didn't win, although the draw seemed the fair result. It's frustrating, frustrating on reflection. They were pretty good the first 20 and probably deserved to take the lead, but then we really got back into it and Galloway's goal was a cracker. They got us back into it. Um, Cheers to uh, Luke for coming back to the Bay literally a minute before Galloway scored because we both lost a full beer when Galloway scored. I tried to throw it it and it was too full and just sort of slipped out and I didn't know where it went. I I threw mine straight up and I think it like landed on me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa and I got some of someone. I was talking to (laughs) an eight-year-old that comes into the bay the other day. Oh, is that 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 kid? 
goes, I don't know why people throw their beers. It's just such a waste of money. Neither do it I is. when you pay eight bucks for a beer <laughs> yeah. or whatever. He's ahead of his time, isn't he? <laughs> but I still do it. He's figured it all out. He's I a mature young lad, really. Um, <laughs> nah, they were they were good uh, in the early stages, and I yeah. think if you were rating halves, they won the first half. In the second half, I think we improved. I we were better. Even in the second half, I don't think we dominated that much. No, no. we did in periods, but really it was a fairly end-to-end game. Um, I thought Bingers could have jagged it at the end there, but um, it didn't happen for us, and probably Jeez, the draw was the right result. Absolute bloody scenes in that away bay if we'd snagged a late winner. It would have been, yeah. wouldn't it? I think, well, I think both, both teams are finding gaps in behind the defenders. Yeah. yeah. Re- yeah. Too easy. Way too easy. And that Naboo chance where he hit the side netting was something that should never have happened because we should have cleared it when yeah. we didn't. I think Lachlan Jackson and Katrumbus played very well. In the middle for the Jets and kept Roy very quiet. I hate saying it, but they both pocketed Roy. Roy was quiet yeah. all game. I don't. I think it was a mixture of them playing well and Roy being a bit off. I don't think Roy held himself at all. He sort of, I don't know. He just Wasn't couldn't really game. get into it. At Not all. Not much different at the other end though. Coco scored that um, the the goal that uh, probably Posco or Galloway might have had a bit of say in if they'd uh, had their chance again. But but the rest of the game we really kept Coco pretty silent. Mm. And on uh, on that goal though. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times recently. Storm, what was where was Storm there? Storm was nowhere to be seen out wide near Nordstrand. Rosie gets dragged all the way out. Probably doesn't put enough pressure on the cross. Yeah. And when you watch the replay, um, when the ball's put through for Nordstrand, as Galloway's coming into the box for a split second, he looks across at the linesman to see if Nordstrand's offside, and then Coco gets goal side of him. It's just it seems to be just sort of three soft sort of mistakes, and you know Posco maybe a little bit of ball watching and not watching where Coco was. It just those if those mistakes creep back in for the last how many were eight six. games six games if they creep back in from now from here then we're not going to make it make it hard for there ourselves. There was a chance for them towards the end of the game. Um, they had three. And we only had two at the back. And the two defenders weren't talking to each other. Like, sorry, I can't remember what it was. But the back player, you know, can see what's going on in front of him. Mm. And he just wasn't talking to whoever's in front of him to just, you know, slide across a bit, pick up, and then get him to yell at the next guy to come back and pick up his player. Yeah. It's just, there's no talking there. I don't know if we're missing a leader in the back. It was just, it was just a bit of a weird game. I think neither team, I think... To say that they didn't look like they want to win might be a bit harsh, but at times it did look like that. Just nobody wanted to take it by the scruff of the neck and just be, right, this is a derby, we're going to go full ball. It seemed like as soon as we got that equaliser, we were content with the point. Yeah. yeah. When we should have gone for the kill. I, I would have taken a point after, say, 70 minutes. Yep, same here. Yeah, I was But obviously we would have wanted to see a, a late winner, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I think, I think with the season on the line, I would have liked to see a bit more... A bit more push. I think. Well, it's, the only uh, it's a different story if Trent nicks the ball off the keeper and doesn't foul him because yeah, he's got an true. open net. True. What do you think of that? About true. I think Trent maybe deservedly dropped after maybe his last few performances. I think he's struggled. Yeah, to uh, as much as we yeah, love but dropped to, dropped for Appiah. Man, no, Appiah was yeah. But you've no, you no got to good. try and create that competition there, even if the pair of them aren't in their best form. And the yeah. reality is that in the last couple of games, they haven't he been should not be starting. Games. So what was the choice there? 
Powell unfit, we can't know. really move Fab back out there. So that's what's what going have. on with Powell. Every time I see it, it's one. Um, what was the injured knee? One week. I'm not buying that. I'd I'd say he's he still was on is the injured. bench, wasn't he? Was he on the bench? No, nah. not on the bench. No, nah. I'd say he's still inji- he's injured. That's probably one that I would believe. <laughs> There's been okay. a few this season where I probably wouldn't believe it, but um, maybe he did a merger and heard it playing ping pong. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I think Appiah works hard. He definitely does work hard, but I just I don't think. Um, he's got what it takes to be at this level consistently. You know, there's times like in Canberra when he come on and scored against Adelaide and he played really well. That went well. But then when he starts and he has a performance like that on the weekend, I don't see how he can justify... His touch isn't there. No. He's just... I don't know if he's... If they work on his touch and get his touch there and get Mm. his crossing in or... Yeah, he's got plenty of speed. He works hard, but... It's also some of the decision-making, yeah. and I think it's interesting. I was talking to a former soccer last Thursday night who was telling me that one of the things oh, that's missing... Oh, name dropper. Name drop. <laughs> one of the Is things that the same soccer that you mentioned last week? It's the only soccer I've ever known for more than 10 What's seconds. What's his name? Jason Van Blurk, it was the man, actually. And what he had to say, were, and I liked what he had to say, was that there isn't really a, a, a place in A-League team's budget, maybe is the answer, um, where... There's somebody who's coaching young players and telling them how they should operate in certain situations um, in the game. So we've got, you know, Paolo's looking after the tactic of the game, the strategy of the game. We've got uh, Ivan who's busting his butt to make sure that the players are doing, are moving in the system the way they should be. We've got the fitness coach who is, uh, you know, making sure the boys are fit. We've got the goalkeeper coach who's trying to make sure the goalkeepers are technically sound. So you're but talking about individual yeah, decision making. Yeah, exactly. Who's saying to the players what they should do when they get the ball in certain situations? Should they go forward? Should they go backwards? Should they... Uh, head inside, um, what decisions should they make and how they should use their technical technical abilities to impact on the game. And we don't... In, in Europe, then the big clubs have these kind of coaches who get one-on-one with the players and talk to them about how they should, you know, carry themselves in the game. We don't really have that here and uh, that shows amongst some of the young players and how they find it hard to improve because nobody's really telling them how they should, you know, try to operate. And it reminds me back when Arnie was our coach, there were times in the game where you could see that the players were completely under instructions that if you are in this position, you go forward. If you're not in that position, don't go forward, just turn back and make sure we keep the ball. And after a while... That, that becomes obvious that they've sort of been man-coached in that way and I think that is something that across a number of the A-League teams, young players in particular, need and don't have at the moment. So I yep. guess I guess yep. an example of that could be if someone like a Swansvike was at the club in some sort of a capacity like that. When they watch the video from the game on the weekend, he talks to Posco about his positioning as the cross is coming in from Nordstrand and then next time he gets in that position, which happens probably three or four times a game, he goes, shit, that's what he said to me. I know where I need to be now. Or works on the question of where Stormy was in that situation because maybe the answer was that we went forward on the right-hand side and Stormy was forward. Was it the right time to go forward? Maybe it was. Um, what did he have he to do? Out. What did he have to do when they did get caught out? Yep. Um, that kind of stuff. So, um, interesting. Mm. Not just watching videos of your own players, but, you know, finding videos of what they should be doing. Given a good example. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Not well, the worst result in the world, but I wish it was better. I'm sick of drawing with them. It's eight games we haven't beaten them. And we wanted to get in front so of them. So many nobbets. bloody draws, isn't it? I think um, if you watch the... One-all. Oh, I watch the replay. There's 
19 of the 40 F3 derbies have been draws. Mm. And some ridiculous number have been one all And draws. 12 games have finished one all. Mm. And we wanted to get in front of them knobs. The second last game against Newcastle is definitely going to be vital to the season. Yes. And we need to get ahead of them. And win at home. Because it could decide the spoon as well. I don't know how Adelaide's going to go. Do you reckon Adelaide are going to come good? or No, no. I think they're going to... Not with struggling. ACL. If they didn't have ACL, maybe. They could scrape their way up. But ACL, they'll be, that'll put them in strife. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but it does look hard, doesn't I it? They're six points behind and they're well behind us in goal difference as well. So I'm just happy that we're not last. And if we don't get the wooden spoon, it's been a successful season. I'm I think I'm the two A-League teams that got knocked out of the FFA Cup first will be the bottom two positions. Mm, interesting. I'm so happy think we're going to be ninth. I'm happy that we're sitting here with six games left and talking about getting into the six because I wasn't, didn't think that would happen at the start of the season. I think we can still... Get, I reckon I predicted at the start without knowing that we might finish seventh. And you I predicted we'll victory would finish behind us. That hasn't worked out for me, has it? <laughs> hmm. I'm but just going to bring that up every week. Do we have to go on over that crap about hiring players and... Nah, it's all good. Rojas. Done. Troisi. Done. If you say so. Alright, we're back with Jacob Poscalero. How are you, mate? Good. good thanks, guys. Alright, we'll start with an easy one. What was your initiation song? Uh, I was actually a bit nervous doing that. You know, it took me a while to, to pick out a song. I ended up singing uh, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Oh, nice. Classic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we might get that one happening in the Bay Bayview this Sunday. We'll see what we can do. I think, I think okay. we actually did that on the bus on the way back from the Derby. We may. Uh, yeah. I think we did all the classics, really. Yeah, very <laughs> drunk. Um, great, yeah, it's a great song. Speaking of the derby, what were your thoughts on the game? It was obviously a huge game for both teams in the context uh, of the table. Um, one one, not the worst result, but I guess after the game, uh, you boys look pretty frustrated. Uh, yeah, uh, that sums it up perfectly. Um, disappointing, I suppose, as well. Uh, again, what you guys just said then, it was a very important game for us. Um, there was a game going into it, I thought all the boys were very confident that we we could win and we should have won. Um, again, it was, just, it was disappointing how it panned out. Obviously, the win didn't help. Um, we couldn't really sort of play the game that we, we like to play, keep on keeping moving, keep the ball in the deck. Um, and it probably wasn't one of our best performances, to be honest, which... which Again, it was very disappointing because it was such an important game. But um, obviously we move on from that. We've got a point which, obviously, away from home isn't too bad. Um, I still believe that we can make the six, and I'm pretty sure I, um, I'm pretty sure the boys have the same thought process as me. So we're going to keep working hard, and hopefully we can make the six. You spent the early few years of your career playing in Italy. Uh, can you sort of tell us about that experience and did that time in Italy prepare you for the A-League? Uh, yeah, um, obviously my junior club was Blacktown City and I had the chance to go over uh, to Italy when I was 17. Um, I had a few trials over there, ended up getting picked up by one of the teams in the lower divisions. I uh, stayed there for four and a half years. Um, again, yeah, it was a great experience. It was very tough, obviously, by myself at such a young age. But 
uh, I guess, a bit of sacrifices you have to make. And again, it put me in good stead for obviously when I got the opportunity to, to play in the A League. And I just think it sort of makes you become more of a man. And, and again, it prepares you for, for the tough situations that every every player faces in their career, I suppose. So when you returned from Italy, then you went back to Blackdown City? If my research yeah, is correct, yeah. and uh, so yeah, was, yeah. The, was the main aim of doing that to put yourself in the vision of local A League clubs, or was it just you wanted to make a fresh start at home? Or um, yeah, I, I guess my time sort of, I think sort of in the lower leagues in Italy, it's quite tough, obviously financially as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but obviously just um, just with everything over there, it's, it's a bit it's a bit chaotic. It's a bit uh, it's the way things are run, the structure, the whole. The whole system in Italy, it's, it's pretty chaotic. So I just thought it was good for me to come home. Um, I came home at a time when A-League was already in season. So I ended up just playing straight for Blacktown uh, for a year. And um, again, it was it, it was obviously my objective to, to try and get, get into the A-League, uh, which I ended up doing and with the Mariners. And I'm grateful that they, that they saw a potential in me. Um, it was an unlucky start of the season for you. Um... You had an injury that led into illness. Um, now you're back in the team. How is your body? How is your body holding up with this, um, you know, consistent playing? Um, yeah, obviously it was a very, it was it was it was quite tough at the start of the season. Obviously I played the first two games and then I uh, got a, a soft tissue injury, which then led to me getting glandular fever, which sort of obviously set my my time my return on the park back. Um, but yeah, I've been back five games now, and I'm, I'm feeling quite good. Uh, and just, I just want to continue playing and obviously helping the team, um, and to, to, to try and push for this top six spot, which I, I firmly believe we can make. There's been uh, quite a few different uh, combinations at centre back in the last probably two seasons. Um, do you think now you and Rosie there are sort of starting to form a pretty good sort of partnership? Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, I think playing uh, Liam playing centre back it's a, it's a little bit new to him. Obviously, he's a very intelligent footballer for his age. Um, obviously, he's still learning uh, that position. But um, I, I like playing next to him, obviously, because he's so calm on the ball and he just he doesn't panic. And I think yeah, I think we've shown in the in the small amount of games we've played together that we do well together. But um, again, that's obviously up to Paolo whether he sees somebody else coming in for either me or him. In the coming games, that's obviously up to him. But, um, yeah, I feel quite comfortable with Liam. And, obviously, we're, we're quite close off the field. Um, and I think that obviously helps with our relationship on the field also. You're yet to re-sign with the club beyond the end of this season. Have uh, Paolo's efforts since taking the helm convinced you that the Mariners are a good option for you? And this, are you looking to stay here? Um, yeah, obviously, I haven't really spoken to the club about staying on. My main focus at the moment is... Obviously, playing playing well and and helping the club and the fans and and obviously my teammates trying and succeeding in making the finals. Um, I've sort of put that to a side and I just want to play and do well. Um, yeah, obviously since Paolo's come in, um, I'm sure you guys can see um, the improvement. I mean, it's pretty much the same core of plays that there was last year. Uh, I just think the, the football that we played is a, is a lot better. It's a lot more attractive, and we've already implemented so many things that. Uh, for myself, that I just I like that type of football that he likes to play, and obviously I, yeah, I would like to stay on, but obviously we'll have to wait and see. 
So would that be the main positive, the style of play that uh, Paolo brings to the club, or what would you say is the main positive, and what what uh, for unsigned players would be the reason that they'd want to continue or start their careers at Central Coast Mariners? So he's, uh, he's, uh, he's had a track record of working with um, obviously the best young players in Australia. So he's a very good coach for youth, and obviously we've got we've got a, uh, quite a youthful team. Um, and yeah, he just he's a passionate coach. He's someone that you want to go the extra yard for, go the extra mile for. Um, and he just sees the game the way that I like to play football. He's again for our centre backs and full backs he, at all costs. He wants us to keep the ball even if we're under pressure. He doesn't want us to kick it long. And I think you can. You only I think you guys have only seen the a little bit of what he can bring to to the Central Coast. Um, as a football team, obviously, I'm sure he'll bring in his own plays next year. And, and again, he'll his philosophy is obviously an, an attractive playing style of football. But also, I think you'll see, um, given more time, that he can create something really special here. Uh, you're 26 now, which is like the peak period for a uh, peak age for a footballer. What is yep. the next big objective for, for Jacob Poscaliero? Um Obviously, this this season sort of hasn't panned out how I planned. Obviously, with injury and then illness. Um, I just know, to be honest, I just want to have a good full season. Um, I'd love it to be. I would like it to be here in a successful team. Um, obviously, I want to. I want to try and help get back to where it should be. Where obviously the fans want want the team to be. Um, and then obviously, football is a funny game. You don't know where you're going to be. So first and foremost, it's just about sort of playing consistent football. Um, working hard and, and, and see what comes from that, I suppose. Uh, so this weekend we've got big spending Melbourne City uh, with a few familiar faces in the squad. Um, how do you think we'll go against them? And I guess every game uh, from now on in sort of feels a bit like a six-pointer. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think every game from now until the end of the season is going to be like a final for us. Um, I think we've shown that against Wanderers um, that if if we all fight together and work hard, I think honestly we can we can beat any team. That wasn't evident last week or against Victory um, for whatever reason. But I think I honestly think we can beat City this weekend. Obviously they've got they've got ex players uh, there, Fitting Casillas and Rosie. Um, they're going to come here obviously very confident that they're probably going to come and they're going to steamroll us. But I think if we show up and again work work hard for each other, we've got enough. We've got more than enough call it out front to, to cause them problems. Obviously, they don't stand in the back, and I really believe we can win. Is Paolo the kind of guy that would ramp up the importance of a game like this now that it's sort of coming into the pointy end, or is he sort of trying to make it sort of it's just like a normal game? Uh, yeah, um, yes and no. I suppose obviously he's, he's sat us down and taught and, and spoke to us about. Every game is, is, is going to be like a final for us, and we have to treat it that way. Um, we've got nothing to lose in the sense that oh, I, I, we do it, but we just have to go into every game believing it's a final and, and play for our lives. Obviously, he doesn't overhype that up because it, he doesn't want us to stress or, or overplay things. But we, we know as players ourselves that every game, or every game from now in the season is super important, and it will be treated it will be treated like a final. So, how is the harmony in the current squad, and are you concerned about your personal safety at the moment in the squad? Because a few of your teammates are bashing each other up every time we score a goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I stick, I'm, I stick clear from all the goal celebrations, so I don't get hit in the face. So, <laughs> um, I 
know, I know we got squashed by Paolo against the Wanderers, but luckily Ivan, Ivan took the, the full force of that one. So that was all right. <laughs> Have you come up with any goal celebrations? Like, is that what is that what some uh, of the uh, strikers do? Yeah, well, that's what they had planned to do um, against the Wanderers. Uh, Ivan Chesky planned to do that Salt Bay one where he sprinkles the salt on yeah. on Roy's leg, but. Oh, mate, there was Paolo plenty of salt in that stadium that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no one yeah, told Paolo, though, is that the... Yeah? No, no, no. Oh, they might have, but he was just too excited about it. So. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, appreciate it. And best That's of luck it. this weekend. Um, you're, playing, you're playing brilliantly, mate, so keep it up. No worries. Thank you very much, Paolo. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thank Thanks, Bosco. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you, bye. got a new segment now. It is called Clive Palmer's Tweets. And they are extremely good. His newest tweet right here is a little poem that I'm sure we could all relate to. I love lemmingtons. In the morning. The smell. The touch. The impression. I love the coconut. Memories. I want you. I'm just loving this poetry jam, Josh. <laughs> just going to slide in here, mate. You're listening to Radio BBC Three. <laughs> Vegemite. Black on sight. Love it, baby. Vegemite. Bast night. Under mighty cloud. Red light, red light, red light, ride an onion, crush a cabbage, fight a <laughs> mongoose, to your dreams, red light, red light, red light, Yoko Ono. This one I really, really relate to. A Tim Tam. Ice cream. Chocolate sauce. Another Tim Tam. Hashtag. Clive's Tim Tam Slam. Amen, brother. Can I get amen? Snap a brandy. Ride a pony. Fly a kite, cross a sewer, eat a mockingbird, dig a moondog. You're listening to Poetry Smooth FM. Have a mint slice, don't think twice, vanilla slice, and beetroot. <laughs> Can't be the root. 
I think that's enough for this week. <laughs> Thank you to uh, whoever has hacked Clive Palmer's account and is doing this. It's I'm, just, I'm, I've still got another one. I want the. I want to do. You do the, another one? Yeah, I've got one more. All right, let's just we'll smooth it back down again. This is the last one, people, and the best one. Who wants a hamburger? I love a hot dog. I love tomato. What about sauce? God, I love Clive. I can relate to Clive on such a such a spiritual level. Just, oh, just putting me in the mood right now. I oh, like sex coming in, man. Oh. Just imagine, just Clive and all his friends sitting around the fireplace with a million million dollar bottle of whiskey, just sipping it. Reminiscing about the old times when poetry was the in thing, you know, about 200 years ago. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Clive. Thank you. All right, time for previews. You ready? Come on, Luke. We're seriously not putting that in, are we? Yes. <laughs> Sydney at home against Melbourne Victory, the big blue. Was it just me or, or did you find it weird that this was on Friday night and not Saturday night? Well, Wellington Phoenix Perth Glory is on the Saturday, so you know you can oh. only have one big game per day. Yeah, how can you move that marquee <laughs> What's fixture? The, so the Saturday night game is Wanderers <clears throat> and Adelaide. Yeah, which once upon a time was a grand final replay. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like eternity ago, doesn't it? <laughs> um, it's not even a, it's not even a year ago, and it's still, and it feels like it was ten years ago. Mm. Big Blue could decide, or probably will decide, the Premier's plate. Sydney got it. If if it's I a, think Sydney if, got it if too. Sydney win, it's obviously over. If it's a draw, it's still over. If Victory win, then it gives them more of a chance. But I still think Sydney will will shit it in. Yeah, Sydney, for lack of a better term, Sydney Sydney would have to have a collapse of some sort to lose it from now. And they showed that after losing the derby, they can bounce back quite yep. easily. So um, I think they've got it. This is the last cage shake, isn't it? If they can shake Sydney's cage just a little bit here, put a little bit of doubt in their mind, you know. Haven't Sydney still got some quality teams like us to play against? Mm. So, you know, there's still a chance for a victory, but uh, I think it'll be a draw. Josh? Uh, I'm going to tip victory just because I want Sydney to lose and I want the Premier's plate to sort of be played for in the last couple of rounds, so I'll go victory. Smurfs. I'm going to go draw. I'd, yeah. If I was going to tip anyone, it would be Sydney, but yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence and go draw. Do you think... Who, who's going to shine? Do you not, think Rojas... Not, not the well, crowd. Maybe, maybe this game will decide who's the best player in the league, Rojas or Ninkovic, whoever stands out most. Do you think Sydney defenders can deal with Rojas? No. Right. Oh, no, I don't think so. It's pretty hard to deal with Rojas. Rojas against Ryan Grant for Socceroos. Uh, no, not going to happen. All right. Grant will get creamed. Okay, the first game on Saturday is the distance derby. I hate saying that. I shouldn't say that. Wellington at home against Perth. Oh, can't, Bizarrely, wait, can't wait for this one, said no one. Bizarrely, Wellington are in form. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> it's a long travel for Perth. Well, Listen. Perth won last week. Yes, but they were at home against a shit wanderer. I'm going to say I'm going to say draw because I just think it's going to be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Quality expert, expert wisdom there. I'm going to go with you, Wellington. I'm going to go with Wellington because um, Perth, they're all over the place. Who knows? Like we said before, to Posco, every game for us is a six pointer, and just about every other game is a six pointer 
because it's still going to affect us in some regard. Wellington so, can't win again. No, Wellington really can't win. So for that fact, I'm going to go Perth. Draw. I'll be happy if Wellington uh, lose. So I'm tipping them because that, that way, you know, my crapness of tipping. Why not? Wanderers, Adelaide. Speaking of crapness. <laughs> this is pretty much a toss of the coin, isn't it? Because they both play an ACL midweek. That is a good idea. What? What do that? A flip of the coin. Go on. Because Wanderers are playing in Shanghai tonight and Adelaide are playing Ulsan? away to Ulsan. Yep. Or is that Brisbane? Uh, actually, it might. I can't remember now. It's weird having three teams. No, yeah, I think I think Brisbane are playing Olsen. I can't yeah, remember actually. who Adelaide are playing. We might sh- we could have done some research, but you know that's not the <laughs> podcast we're on. <laughs> <laughs> what for? Okay, off the flip of the coin, I'm tipping Wanderers. <laughs> I'm going with Wanderers I'm to gonna, get their first I'm win at s- Spotless. I'm going to sit on the fence and just say draw. Another draw at Spotless. Well, Crikey, yeah. they're establishing all sorts of records. Lots of Spotless yeah. draw. <laughs> yeah, they haven't won at Spotless. Atmosphere is no good at Spotless. ACL. Oh, the atmosphere is fantastic. They just need to turn the. Oh, that's right. Up. They put it through the speakers. Yeah, all fixed. I'm going to draw. Yeah, yeah, draw for me as well. I'm going to ignore the coin. It's hard to pick from shit. You done? I'm done. Okay, uh, we're at home against Melbourne City. I don't even know there was a game on after us until just then. I looked at the screen. We're on Sunday, yeah, and the Jets Brisbane Roars on at seven. Yeah. After us. A mm. lot of, uh, after you sent us the pictures, Luke, of the um, whinging Jets fans, mm. I decided to go for a little troll through shit Facebook up there. <laughs> um, a lot of people whinging about that 7 o'clock kickoff. No, get in the bin. It's perfect. 7 yeah. o'clock kickoff's perfect, so. It's perfect. Just get stuff. I'm sorry, but. What's the logic? I'll t- I'll, uh, Sunday. If they want to swap it, I'll take I, it. I'm sure I read somewhere it was moved. It, it is for, moved because of reason. ACL for Brisbane. Yeah. To give Brisbane that bit more time to recover, um, but that should be a normal kickoff time for me. Agree. Yep. So if they want to swap with us, I'm I'm down for it. I'll take a seven pm kickoff at home. Yeah. Well, I think well that game real quick. I might as well go back the other way now. Yes. I think, thank um, you. Uh, I'm not tipping Newcastle. So <laughs> draw. Sticking with the draw, draw on Newcastle. Uh, Brisbane have a bad record against Newcastle and Newcastle, don't they? Yeah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna get splitters in my bum too. I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna tip Brisbane. This be different. Mm. Mm. If they, mm. if mm. Aloisi rotates his squad well <laughs> enough, then the way Jets played against us, they weren't that impressive. Um, no, I, yeah, couldn't hit a barn door if they tried. So if See, yeah. I want to be different to you guys to tip Brisbane, but I know they're gonna be struggling after ACL. <laughs> mm. So you're going to tip... I can't tip the Jets, though. I can't. Thought it was going to happen for a minute there. I thought you were going to do it, Luke. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just going to sacrifice a point and pick Brisbane. Anyway, uh, yeah, our home game against Melbourne. Mm. City. This is another game where I have no clue what's going to happen. Well, we showed New Year's Eve. We can match them. Yeah. As long as we, we defend... We have to pieces. defend our asses off and defend a lot better. If we can mark Fornaroli out of the game, that'll be nice. And yeah. Kale. Because no, hopefully Kale just doesn't start or Matt doesn't even make the trip. Well, he's been invisible the last few weeks. So, But they're going to be doing how Newcastle scored their goal on the weekend. They're going to be whipping in their crosses. Yeah. So we need to defend those a lot better than what we did against Newcastle. That's the problem when, all our, when our, both our centre-backs are under six foot. Yeah, and Kale, and, and Ka- but Kale's not tall either. Kale's no. only five eleven, but he may as well be nine foot when he's in the box. Yeah. Can so jump. 
I think we should move all of the corner flags out, though, before the game this time. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure there's no confusion there. Yeah, we should. I think... Um, yeah, but the media beat up after that c- completely killed it, though. Because <laughs> they made the kid, like, have an interview with Cahill. It's just like, nah, you killed it. <laughs> <laughs> you I saw think, all that, didn't you? Um, it's not going to be easy. Based on the form. <laughs> based, <laughs> based, based on... Thanks, based Captain on, Obvious. If you it's look not at, going to be easy. If you look at the New Year's Eve game, um, we matched them that night. But if we play like we did in patches against the Jets um, with their attack, not be good. But if 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 we score early, they'll implode. I was about we to say, need, do you think... We need Roy to, to aim up. We need Roy... F- need to have Roy to have a good game. Yeah. Do you think From a genuine tactic is to piss off City? Yes. Absolutely, because they implode under under yeah. any pressure. So tripping on toes and all sort of stuff. Because that's, that's what happened in the derby. Remember, yeah, they exactly. Cons- they can cons- they were holding onto a lead, and then they conceded one against victory, and they imploded and conceded a second and lost. Yeah, niggle kill Kenny, niggle Fornaroli, niggle their back four, um, which they're going to have to muck around with now that Muscat's out can as well. Well, so. I would. Uh, can one of our players just smack the taste out of Kilkenny's mouth? I'm so sick of him and Brandon. I just don't Quite like. I just don't like City. Roy, do it, baby. Please, yep. Roy. Roy needs to be all over that. I think. But if we get a good start, score early, we're in for a good shot. True. Yeah. I mean, yeah, an early goal would be yep. a game changer for sure. And I'd start Trent this week. It's very hard, isn't it, though? Because there's no consistency for either team. Mm. We're a bit up and down ourselves, so maybe um, maybe we can uh, uh, maybe we can convert that some of that frustration after not uh, getting a win in the derby that that uh, the boys that Trent, that Trent goal came against City, didn't it? Mm. Was it that that goal he put the on the, the crossbar? Yeah, the bomb. Well, you should you think you might have some confidence from that going against City again? So mm. hopefully he has a good game. The issue with Roy niggling everybody is that he's on four yellows. Mm, oh, okay. So settle down. So yeah. his next yellow gets a suspension. Yep. Uh, so um, we don't want that. No, we don't. Uh, another preview we have to do this week: um, Central Coast Mariners FC are at home against Marconi Stallions FC on Sunday at one thirty, fifth of March. So that's obviously before our home game against Melbourne City. NPL is back, baby. NPL two. So get down there. It'd be good game. Hopefully, well there's, done. There's plenty of time to. Uh, for the finish of the game to get back to mm. go Stadium for the uh, for the A League side. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well done to Football New South Wales for finally working out that you can schedule games at different times to the A League, um, which helps. So one thirty kickoff for seniors and eighteens and the twenties before that. So it should be fun. And yeah. apparently, apparently Michael Beecham is playing for Marconi. Oh well, they got relegated last year. Year before. From year before, sorry. Yeah. After spending next to no money. On their team, on their club, mm. it was all going to the union side of things. I think rugby league or some weird thing anyway. like that. But then, yeah, um, I've heard rumours that they probably should be an MPL one with the team that they have. Yeah, well, they beat Parramatta on the weekend, three one, and they're in MPL one. And apparently, yeah. Marconi are spending upwards of around five hundred grand on their senior squad. Whew. So they've got well. Apparently, they've got Michael Beecham. They've got um, Milan Pavlovich still. I think. Uh, Marco Yesich and I nearly said Wayne Rooney just then, but Sean Rooney. Um, so ex-A league stars, yeah, not and stars but players. Yeah, and they've got you know a good crop of youngsters. And the game we played them there last season was insane. It was like five, was that the five four five four I think, and there was goals flying everywhere. And 
I think Pavlovich scored a hat trick, I think, that night, and yeah, it was nuts. So if if you've never been to Plume to watch the academy, it is awesome fun. And if you're going to go to games, go now when it's still summer and less foggy. Don't yeah. go in summer. No, go, go in winter. winter. The it's best. the best, honestly. It's foggy fun. There's nothing like losing the the game on the other side of the pitch. You can't see it from the fog. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't feel your toes. When and it's winter and it's like dark at like four thirty, really, you can't yeah, see absolutely brilliant. That's football. Yeah, and Plume Park food shits all over the stadium food. So oh. go there and eat. Put some money the chicken back burger, into the Plume Park chicken burgers are the goat. Yep, put some money back into local. They're football. Not made of goat. They are the greatest of all time. <laughs> they are the Josh greatest of all time. Yes, nice. yes, it should be fun. The, um, the squad's going to be announced this week, and apparently, I don't know. Shout out to Harry who got sent a me this sneak earlier. Sneak peek here from Harry McDougal. I don't know if he's right or not, so I'm blameless on Harry if it's not right. But it's not right, it's Harry. It's mostly <laughs> well played, Harry. It's, it's mostly made up of the youth squad and then a few others that they've got from elsewhere and. So it was like Adam Pearce, um, Reese Pappas, Thomas Lyons, Matt Lee, Peter Kekaris, Brenton Fox, James Entick-Nap. I hope I said that right. Shelford Days, Cooper Buswell, Jordan Bennett, Sean Pratt, Mortaza Safdari, Mackie Petrados. And if you're playing at home, yes, that is the youngest brother of the Petrados brothers. Um, hopefully the best one out of the three. Uh, Gianni Stensness. Duncan Stewart, Lockie Wales, Steve White, who was the youth team captain, and Charles William. And then um, a lot of the under-20s and that will probably back up for first grade like they have been the last few seasons. So Yeah, so get down there. Fun. One thirty Sunday, Plume Park. Get behind the boys. Perfect kickoff time as well, middle middle of the afternoon. Perfect. Well, if not, if it's going to be boiling hot. Well, it's not supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be yeah. cool on Sunday, so it should be all good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, get down there and then get down to back down to Gosford. Right, well, that's pretty much it. Um, now, there was a question I wanted to ask Sean this week, but we've missed him. It's just about um, the Mariners and their relationship to international football school. So, um, Scott Jackson, I'll try and get that asked for you next week. Um, thanks to Sidelines. Thank you for listening. And this, uh, this song goes out to a special listener. I forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> Quality return After there. the last game. Oh, yeah, the, the second, was it the second so last game we played? So start with after the last game. What? It's <laughs> 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 a professional outfit here. Uh, I was just saying, carry on with, like, just restart what you were going to say. What did I say? I can't you even remember. You said after the last game. Oh. Second last game, whatever. After the game before this one, I'm guessing you're going to say. I was going to say like the second last game of the season against them is is looking like it's going to be vital. But don't need no